Welcome everyone to episode 48 of the Gen X Photography Podcast. I'm your host Mario Piper and in today's episode it's just going to be me. Uh, it's going to be a, a simple solo show. I've got a couple of things to talk about. Um, now in the future, in the next couple of episodes, we're going to have some guests. So uh, Julie, Suzanne, and myself are going to sit down and chat with those uh, wonderful photographers, and we're looking forward to, to doing that and looking forward to you listening to those um, future episodes. But for today, it's it's just me, like old times. Um, I had a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, one is some news that just hit today, and then another is just a little bit about uh, photo sizes. Now, the news that hit today, I'm sure you've heard about it, but that's the release of a beloved film, Kent Muir Pan 100 and Kent Muir Pan 400 in 120 format. Now, this is exciting news because for a long time, Kent Muir Pan 100 and Kent Muir Pan 400 were only available in 35mm. And that's great for us 35mm shooters like myself, but for those of you who shoot a lot of medium format, well, your choices of medium format films are more limited than than 35 millimeter cartridges. And so more film that's available in 120 is always a bonus. Another thing that's awesome about this release is the fact that Kent Muir 100 and 400 are among the cheapest films available in 35 millimeter. And that directly translates over to 120 or roll film. For, for instance, at the FPP store, the Film Photography Project store, you can get Kentmere Pan 100 and 400 at $4.99 a roll. That's amazing. That's really, really, really nice prices. And uh, similarly, at B&H Photo, you can get it for $5.80 a roll. Now, with B&H, yes, it's a little bit more expensive, but if you purchase anything beyond 50 as you well know most of you probably have shopped at B&H but if you if if your purchase price or cart price is beyond 50 you get free shipping um, it's not necessarily the case or it's not the case with the FPP but they have cheaper prices per roll prior to shipping so either way it works out to be a really inexpensive um, inexpensive uh, film now I've shot Kentmere Pan 100 and 400 in in 35 millimeter, and I love those films. Um, they, because they're panchromatic, they have a nice range of tonality uh, between the blacks and the whites, and all the grays in between. Just a, a really nice, pleasing, uh, pleasing look as far as the the tonality, but also the grain structure. It's a classically grained. Uh, emulsion, not a tea grain. It's a classic grain, and therefore it looks like a classic. It just has a classic look. Whenever you uh, look at the photos, they just have a, a timeless look. Uh, it's not crisp and sharp. Almost, you know, it doesn't have that almost digital look like the tea grain uh, emulsions. It has that classic film look, and it's it's really lovely, lovely film. But now that's that it's available in 120, well, as you move on up in size, <laughs> as far as uh, uh, film size, the, the grain, the, you know, the grain itself doesn't change size, but the real estate changes, and therefore the, the apparent size of the grain gets smaller and smaller and smaller, so it looks cleaner and cleaner as you move up. So having Kent Mirror Pan 100 and 400 in medium format, well, 
it's going to make some lovely, lovely images. Now, um, two photographers that uh, you probably, all of you that listen probably know about, that have uh, been able to shoot this film um, are Danielle Robleski. She's already been on the podcast. She was a guest uh, last year, um, Girl with Too Many Cameras. Um, she was able to, to shoot some of this film and uh, uh, posted her images on Instagram. Again, Daniel, Danielle uh, Robleski, W-R-O-B-L-E-S-K-I. Another one uh, who shot this film is uh, Molly Kate, uh, otherwise known as Eclectochrome, E-C-L-E-C-T-A-C-H-R-O-M-E, Eclectochrome. And uh, she was able to shoot both uh, Kitmere Pen 100 and 400 and made a YouTube video. She has a, a YouTube channel by the same name, Eclectochrome. Uh, she was able to shoot it in Paris, uh, both uh, 100 and 400, and she made a, a 14, I believe about a 14-minute long video and uh, showed her results. And both of them got excellent, excellent results um, from this film. So that's that's just awesome news. Awesome news. Uh, anytime we get new film, that's always a plus sign, especially when it's, you know, I, I again, shoot th mainly 35 millimeters. So when we get something other than 35 millimeter. That's great, especially something as inexpensive as Kentmere. With the film prices going up, it's it's nice to see something that kind of enters in to to uh, to help us all out with the price, you know. Well, today I wanted to talk about uh, something that you know we we think about when we're uh, ordering, say, prints or making prints from our photographs, or maybe choosing a camera, uh, which camera to use. And that's aspect ratio. You know, around this time or really any time of the year, we maybe send cards to, to family and friends. I like to send cards to family and friends throughout the year. And, uh, you know, I like to include my photography on the card. I like to make a photo card. Um, it, I don't know. It's just a nice, nice touch that I, I like to do. Use my photography for that purpose. But when doing so, when choosing a print size, aspect ratio comes into play. What is aspect ratio? Well, basically, it's the ratio between the width and the length of your photo. And I got to uh, know a little bit about aspect ratio or think about uh, think about aspect ratio way back in my digital days uh, in the aughts when I bought um, my first uh, the first camera that I truly loved, and that was the Panasonic Lumix LX3. It's a it's a little point and shoot uh, camera, and they they've made several iterations since then: the LX5, the LX7, and then moving on up to the LX100, which is a beautiful camera. But the LX3 was a for me a wonderful camera. It had a I believe a 24 to 70 uh, zoom lens. It had a a one point or one over 1.7 inch uh, sensor, which isn't very large at all. But compared to a lot of the uh, cameras back at that time, their sensors were even smaller, one over 2.33 inches, which is a really small, small sensor. So this was a relatively large sensor, comparatively speaking. And it had a fast lens. Fast lens with a larger sensor meant cleaner photos. Um, but one interesting uh, little uh, thing on that camera was the ability to switch aspect ratios. It had a little switch on the lens barrel and you could switch between 3x4, 2x3, or 16x9. They labeled it as 4x3, 3x2, and 16x9. But we would 
consider it three by four, three by two, or sixteen by nine. And that was nice because with the three by four, that's getting closer to being a square. Two by three, that's more rectangular. That's what full frame is basically. It's a two by three ratio. And then sixteen by nine, well, that's more cinematic. That's a kind of uh, approaching panoramic, definitely cinematic. So it was nice to be able to switch between those uh, uh, aspect ratios to get the the right kind of photo th that I wanted to get. Um, moving on to uh, another camera that uh, I had, which was the Canon S95, another little point and shoot with a relatively large sensor, a really, a really beautiful camera, um, another point and shoot. And it had the ability to change aspect ratios and included a one by one uh, or square format. So that was that was nice. So aspect ratios definitely come into play. But how do you choose the right aspect ratio? Um, let's say you're shooting um, a medium format camera and your uh, medium format camera shoots six by nine. It has, you know, six centimeter by nine centimeter images. Well, how do you choose the right print? Well, that's where you have to find, or we get into a little math here. That's where you have to use what's called the greatest common factor. So you have to find the number that both that divides evenly both into six and nine. And the greatest common factor of both of those is three. So then you divide each six and nine by three, and you get two by three. And that's where you get down to the base um, aspect ratio. When you reach a prime number, when either one of the numbers in the aspect ratio is a prime number, you've reached the base aspect ratio. Since three is a prime number, two is a prime number, well, you can't go any lower than that. And then you can extrapolate from that if you want to make enlargements. So if you're shooting six by nine, you have that base aspect ratio of two by three, then you can multiply out, say, two by uh, four, two, two, uh, two multiplied by four and three multiplied by four would give you an eight by 12 or two multiplied by five and three multiplied by five would give you a 10 by 15. Or even, and you could do this definitely even with 35 millimeter or especially with a six by nine, two multiplied by six, three multiplied by six would give you a 12 by 18 and on and on and on. 16 by 24, 24 by 36, um, all those have the same aspect ratio as a two by three because they're, the one side is divisible. Um, it, it's, it's a two by three uh, ratio. Another common uh, aspect ratio that large format photographers use is four by five or eight by 10. So if you use those aspect ratios, how, and, and let's say you don't wanna cut anything off, you wanna have the whole photo, um, what image or what size of a photo uh, should you order? Well, a four, for a four by five, you can order an eight by 10, that's the same ratio, a 16 by 20, 24 by 30. All those have a four by five ratio. Now there are some funky ones that are commonly used, like a five by seven. Now a five by seven is a native; it's a, as base uh, of an aspect ratio as you can get because both of them are prime numbers. Five and seven are prime numbers; you can't get any lower than that. Um, so the the closest one you can get 
the, the closest size you can get as far as an enlargement would be a 10 by 14. And I haven't seen anywhere where you can actually order order a 10 by 14, although you could make your own print that uh, print of that size. But a lot of times it's said that if you shoot five by seven, you can get an eight by 10 photo from it. And that's not exactly, that's not exactly right. They're kind of the same shape, but if you shoot a five by seven, um, if you shoot a five by seven, that's a little bit closer to being rectangular than a four by five. A four by five is getting a little closer to being a square. So you're gonna be cutting off something at the top or the bottom or both to make an eight by 10. So that's something to, to bear in mind. And that's kind of the point of this. If you shoot a, a particular format and wanna make a print of that, then you need to have the same, you need to have that base aspect ratio so that you can extrapolate from that the largest the largest size you can print or the size that you want to print and figure out what what dimension that needs to be so that you don't cut off any part of your photo now there's there are a couple of uh or there's one particular aspect ratio that's kind of fascinating and funky and that's the 16 by 9 aspect ratio and i haven't seen in the film world i haven't really seen 16 by 9 um photos um but it's definitely something in the digital world and the 16 by 9 is kind of an interesting aspect ratio because they don't have that that doesn't have a greatest common factor but it's also <laughs> they they're not uh neither 16 nor 9 are prime numbers so they don't they're not prime numbers which means they can go lower neither of them are prime numbers which means it can go lower but they're not they don't have uh they don't have common factors um <laughs> you can't divide anything. You can't divide nine by anything that's also a factor of 16, is what I'm trying to say. So, interestingly, 16 and nine are uh, squares. 16 being the square of four, nine being the square of three. But that, if you take the square root of nine and square root of 16 and think that you're going to get the same... Um, shape of image well that would be a three by four that's closer to a square and 16 by 9 is definitely not a square it's more of an oblong rectangle so 16 by 9 is kind of a weird uh, weird aspect ratio or a weird uh, photo size uh, that's kind of on its own but basically the the bottom line is when you're shooting uh, any kind of uh, film whether it's 35 millimeter 120 uh, you know, any kind of medium format, which varies from a, you know, six by six, which is a one by one ratio, a square format, the simplest kind on up to six by nine, six by four or five, six by seven, all those are different aspect ratios. And so again, you want to get, find out if either of those numbers have common factors and divide the, the numbers, the, the, lengths of each side by that common factor to get the base base aspect ratio and then extrapolate from that to see what enlargements you can get. And the point of it, of course, is so that you can include your entire photo and not cut any off. And it's important if you have, like, say, a photo of a person and you don't want to cut anything off of that person, whether it's, you know, a portrait of them and you're just kind of, you know, have their head and a little bit of their of their shoulders or whatever you don't want to cut anything off or if you're you know fur, further out and you have their entire body well you don't want to cut off their feet or their head 
So you have to figure out what is the, the base aspect ratio to extrapolate to get the proper size enlargement. Um, this might have been a little bit confusing and I have the advantage of having it all written out for me. <laughs> um, but you can, you can do your own um, math by, by, you know, say, uh, going to mpix.com or if you have your own enlarger or whatever, uh, know what aspect ratio you're shooting in, whether it's 20, uh, 35 millimeter, which is 24 by 36, that's a 2 by 3 aspect ratio, or 6 by 9 or 6 by 6, and find the greatest common factor, extrapolate from from that base aspect ratio out to get the the proper size enlargement. So just a little a little bit of math. Uh, it's not that difficult. A little bit of math to help you find the right size print. But returning back to Kentmere Pan 100 to get, kind of get off this math. Uh, again, exciting news. 2022 so far has been a pretty <laughs> pretty good year. Um, again, we as a review we got gold in 120. We got uh, uh, Cinestill's um, uh, 400D. Uh, we had a couple of uh, uh, sort of obscure. I, I didn't get to shoot it. Um, the Adox Color Mission uh, that was uh, released. Um, haven't seen anything from the Fugu Fugu film. The uh, the slide film that was going to come out. That's hopefully going to come out, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, Agent Shadow came out this year. Of course, Lomachrome Turquoise was shipped out, and that was exciting. Uh, loving shooting that film. And now, Kentmere, Pan 100 and 400 <sighs> in, in 120. Again, 2022 so far has been, as far as film goes, a decent year uh, for us film shooters. Prices notwithstanding. Um, and that's, again, where Kentmere, Pan 100 and 400 comes into play, being, you know, cheaper, less expensive, um, a good option if you want to shoot black and white uh, and have that classic look and not spend a boatload of money uh, to shoot it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to uh, this episode. Again, it was uh, hopefully a little bit understandable um, and uh, looking forward to, again, talking with um, uh, future guests with my wonderful co-hosts. So until next time, keep those analog vibes alive. <laughs>